Welcome to another edition of Blues Views 324. I'm your host, Dan, and tonight I have a special guest with me. Unfortunately, Harris couldn't make it tonight, so I called in my relief, and I'm welcoming in the editor-in-chief of nygiantsrush.com, and you can find them on the Giants Guys podcast and YouTube Live. Craig, how's it going tonight, bud? Well, one, I don't know how special I am, but thanks for the intro. Um, I'm trying, man. We're we're in some tough times, so any piece of uh, positive reinforcements, yeah. I'll take. Okay, <laughs> and I was gonna say I'll take it. So as far as uh, hey, man, I'm breathing. You know, things right. are good. Um, our football team maybe not so good, but as I said to you a couple minutes ago off air, like I'm trying to take it day by day. Yeah, that's all you can do, man. Um, before we get into last week and uh, the upcoming game against the L.A. Rams, uh, first off, how did you become a Giant fan? And uh, what made you be, want to uh, contribute to start NYGiantsRush.com and the other gi- the Giants guys? Sure. Okay. I'll try not to go too long with that. Um, I have this saying, because uh, I live down by the Philadelphia area, I Ooh. have this, say- this saying that you can't pick your parents, right? Okay, you're right. So um, my dad has been a season ticket holder since 1966. Um, And when you grow up in a household with a season ticket holder, you know, you, you tend to do what your dad's into. And, you know, we bonded over going to the games and we had a rule in our family that um, I couldn't go to the games. He'd only take me to one game a year until I was in high school. Cause he said I wouldn't sit through the game. Right now. So since like 19, I don't even remember what it was. Let's just say since my freshman year of high school to now, um, I've only missed about six games. Wow. Yeah. So I go rain, snow, sleet, doesn't matter. I drive however far I got to go. So, um, you know, I can thank my dad for being a diehard Giants fan and and taking me to the games. And then, um, you know, we we, we continue the tradition. I'm starting to take my son now, you know. Okay. so he gets into it. Uh, your, your second question was the Giants rushed up. I mean, that's that's such a different animal, Dan. Like, I'll give you the crib notes. Um, okay. I've, I've got a friend of mine lives in Queens. Um, his name is John Fennelly. Shout out to John. Every time John would get a uh, – and John has been a, a media uh, – part of the media for years, you know. Okay. Um, and anytime you had a Giants project, somehow – someone recommended he talked to me. And then for years, if John had any kind of project with SNY, the USA Today, um, you know, um, uh, the, the Giants Wire, anytime John had a project, he'd call me and be like, hey, you want to help out? You want to contribute? So he actually got me uh, involved with Bleacher Report. Okay. Before Turner bought it. Okay. So um, a lot of the audience is, 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 you know, in their twenties and their thirties, but for the guys that may be in their forties, um, or, or maybe late thirties, I was the giants featured columnist for bleacher report for about four years. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a great time. And then Turner kind of bought it and said, you know, Hey, we, we're going to get, you know, we're going to try something different. So I said, well, you know what? I'm, I do it on my own. <laughs> so so I created a NY Giants Rush right after the Super Bowl in 2011. And, uh, you know, we've been chugging ever since, since 2011. You know, I mean, if anything, Dan, 
the last three years have been the best because I've got the best crew right now. Like right. it's always I, hard to get a good crew that's dedicated. Right. And I've, 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 I finally learned about you guys. I forgot whenever the night is cause I I'm pretty good friends with Justin panic and the talking giants guys. Yep. And he went on live with you guys. One of the nights I've always interacted with half you got half of your group during like the, like the off season, just because you guys are very down to earth, awesome giant fans like myself. I don't want to toot my own horn, but like I started like following you guys and I was like, these guys are really cool. Uh, like they, they're just like any other fan. They're putting out great context content. So I've been really enjoying hanging out with you guys in chats and lives and everything else with that. So, so you, your family's had giant season tickets since 1968. So that's basically Yankee stadium. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there was, you know, I'll, I'll so again, I, I, I don't want to go in right, right, show right. my backstory, but right, right, right. I'll give you this quick 30 second story. There used to be a running back, Dan, for the Giants in the 50s called Alex Webster. Right. He's probably like outside of Frank Gifford. He might be like one of the most famous running backs, you know, of that golden time. Big red, right? Yeah. 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 Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, um, in the fifties, you know, the, the giants didn't pay their players. Like, like no one did, you know, right, right, right. So they had jobs in the off season. And, um, Alex Webster was a Ballantine beer rep. Okay. okay. And there was a bar in Patterson, New Jersey called Whitey's bar. And, you know, Alex Webster wanted to get his beer on tap there. Oh, and okay. that was a bar that my dad hung out in. Oh, wow. All right. That that bar had like firemen and electricians and cops and chimney sweeps and, (laughs) you know, uh, construction guys. And, uh, you know, all the guys that hung out at the bar wind up getting tickets from Alex Webster because the owner of the bar put the beer on tap. That's that's a cool story. Like that's like one of the like the few stories of like like Harris's grandmother had uh, giant season tickets in the 50s and like. Frank Gifford like helped him help them pick their seats at giant stadium. Cause they had like a connection with Frank Gifford. Cool. He's mentioned that story a bunch of times. Hopefully when I, I've only been a season ticket holder since 2017. So everybody could really boo me for being bad luck, unfortunately, but I, I really can't wait for my son. My son's one years old as well. Uh, one years old. So I'm hoping to like, by the time he's ready to go to games, we're starting winning again. Like it was funny watching the game with him since it was a road game. Obviously I wasn't at the game. It was just like one of these days, hopefully by the time you start watching, they're good again. Cause it's just, it's been a living nightmare, obviously, as you, you know. Um, so let's take it away. Obviously the Dallas Cowboy game, the Giants lost 40 to 20. Uh, it's definitely one of those games we would all like to forget. And just like, wow, we wasted three hours watching this game, unfortunately. Uh, it, it was rough. It was a very rough one. Everything from uh, Troy Aikman to Joe Buck uh, just just eating up the giant, uh, the Cowboys just dominating us. Then it's Saquon going down to an unfortunate ankle injury, like a typical basketball injury with the rolled ankle. And then – then we all know what happened with Daniel Daniel Jones with the naked boot. Was it a audible? Was it not an audible? That was been a fun Twitter topic this whole week from all the yeah. Twitter heads. Uh, honestly, we'll never know. And if you heard uh, Jason Garrett's press conference today, 
he he really quickly changed the topic of that. So you can read between the lines. It was definitely some sort of audible, which you've been calling all week long. Yep. So good good call out of that. I did well, and I'm I don't want to take any credit for it. I just for one, it I looked don't like weird. Condemn- What's that? It, it, the whole play looked weird, and we all know how yeah. fast Daniel Jones is. Yep. And for whatever reason, he wasn't his normal fast self. Well, if you watch- I broke it down into three sections, Dan, which I thought rational people might actually grab hold of. But Giants Twitter, rational, never. Not- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, like, as you said, like, you know, Garrett changed the subject because he's protecting his cute. Right. You know? right. And, and, and the condemning of Rudolph is really hard for me. Like, I know he's getting paid a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am, I am one of the minority in that i don't care about money i know that boggles people's minds but it isn't my money and like i don't i don't evaluate players on 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 money i may say he got paid Mm -hmm. but i don't really look at like oh you paid this guy you know those guys like we went into 2021 saying we had no money and we had one of the largest off seasons you know we've had in years so I put no stock into having no money. And right. In the Rudolph, NFL, in the NFL, you find ways to make money. Yeah. And Rudolph got paid. Right. And now we're going to condemn condemn him for the blocking on that play and throwing his, his body into three, you know, three cowboys and walking away. So there's no no flag uh, on, mm-hmm. on him, right? The blocking play, if you actually like just you know, take the emotion out of it. Right. Rudolph starts off with a mirror block. A mirror okay. block is I don't touch you. I'm literally doing what you do. I'm mirroring you to, to, to you know, to block you without touching you. I'm just right. in your way. Right. right. He does that for the first second. Then he engages. He holds the block for about two and a half to three and a half seconds. And if you watch his body language, like he feels in my eyes that the play is either going up the middle or going right, or it's away from him. He's a backside blocker. And when he turns and sees Jones there, one, you could tell he probably feels bad for not getting a better block. Right. Right. And two, you, you see Jones, um, instead of going for the pylon, he turns up right. and tries to take on the linebacker. So I just think it was a weird. Yeah. It was a re- weird read on Daniel. Like I got the, like the very bad vibes from the second he naked booted it. And, and like, like I mentioned before, you know how fast Daniel Jones is, especially yeah. to the corner. And if for whatever reason, he didn't book it fast enough. And then he went barreling down with two Cowboys and neck on. Um, thankfully, he's okay because everything seems to be looking up for him to play someday. I know that's been another topic. I've been more of the all right, let's see. Obviously, we trust Ron, uh, Dr. Ronnie Barnes. He's been with the team as long as you've been going to Giant games, maybe even longer. He's, he's the old outside the Maras. He's the oldest executive in the building. Right. So I, I trust Ronnie with uh, – if I ever had a problem, I would, I would trust whatever injury any Giant fan would as well. But if he's ready to play Sunday, great. Am I nervous because we saw him rush back last year? with the Cardinals game. I know it's a different injury, uh, ankle injury and a head injury, completely different. We don't have to do that. I know, but it's still, hopefully we're not rushing them back for a week where we could have, all right, let's face it. We're probably going to get smoked by the Rams. 
obviously you can't say that as a team, but you could be like, all right, he might not be ready, but it could be gamemanship. But if he's ready and he's cleared, he's ready and cleared, and I can't wait to watch him on Sunday. Yeah, I um, I do. I trust Ronnie Barnes. He's just a smart cat. Right. But I will say that even if he's ready for a guy, I've had six, maybe seven of these concussions. Right. I was going to ask you, because you, did you play linebacker, you said? Uh, I was a strong safety. Strong. Okay. So you you were laying your head everywhere, with or without. In the with. 80s and in, 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 in the <laughs> early 90s, and when you're not overly fast, like I wasn't very fast, but like that was my thing. Like, like I was, a, I was the thumper, you know what right. I mean? I played offensive line for a long Island team. We ran triple options. So I was not really the one getting concussions. Thankfully I might've had one that I knew about maybe a couple for four, like four years of playing in high school, but you actually running around on the whole field, you maybe might've had a better experience than I have, especially the era in time you played. Like maybe the sometimes people always say, and I and I agree with certain things, especially playing contact sports and playing hockey and all the other things growing up. It's usually the worst looking hits are normally the hits that are like, all right, I'm ready to go next week. It looks hundred yeah. percent terrible, but sometimes it's the the littlest hits that actually cause the biggest issue. Would you agree with that? Um, to a point. So so yeah, to a point. So I. I don't know if you were you on that. Were you on the uh, the Twitter room last night? Um, bits and pieces of it. I, so I wasn't. I I I I got sucked into this conversation because I think that even if Dan's ready to play, from with being cleared by by Ronnie Barnes, I kind of sit him anyway because right. I just I don't see you're going up against a a pretty dynamic front with Darnold and and their linebacking core, and I don't really know if it's really worth it side on the, you know, or, you know, air on the side of caution, you know, give them the extra, the extra week, I think is fine. Right. Um, but, but I, I did say this last night, a couple people loved it. A couple people didn't. So having a handful of concussions, I had done, I've done a lot of research on it and there's a chemical in your body called APO. Okay. okay. There's APO2, APO3 and APO4. Okay. It's a chemical in your body that when you have head trauma, that chemical is released, okay? And what it does is it protects your brain. Consider okay. it like a, like a hose almost. It washes out all the bad protein that now is at the, in your brain at the point of impact. Okay. Now, the reason why I bring it up, and I won't bore you with it, but if you have an like EPO4 is, um, is where you have very bad si- symptoms, uh, throwing up, amnesia, you know, um, you know, trouble sleeping, headaches, that kind of stuff. EPO2 is where that, that, that EPO gets into your, your brain at the point of the injury quicker and it moves out the bad proteins quicker. Okay. Now, here's where it cut with gets tricky. And this is all about genetics. Uh, and I apologize. I know it's a giant show. I just, no, I don't know. It- this is honestly, it's, it, it's interesting for everybody that don't know concussions. And obviously we all know concussions this week is a big deal slash concussions in football is one of those things this will be the last point so apo2 apo3 and apo4 if your mom has apo4 and your dad has apo4 you're double mapped with apo4 those kids like you just said you played a lot of o-line if you were double mapped with apo4 you would and got a concussion you would struggle 
because right. that chemical is not getting to the point of injury fast enough and it's not moving out the bad proteins fast enough. So you have lingering and lingering symptoms. You know, the headaches, can't sleep, don't remember things, light sensitivity, all those things if you're double mapped. And people are double mapped. You just right. don't know it unless you take a genetics test. The people who rebound faster are the people that are double mapped with APO2. Right. You know what I mean? So, And, and the ahead. other good sign with Daniel Jones is he flew with the team. That night. So that's normally a good sign because the whole flying with a concussion is usually a no-go and you spend a couple of days at wherever the game is if you're on a road team. Um, I'm a Met fan, so I remember this story. I don't know if you follow baseball at all, but you're I grew up a Yankee fan, but I'm, okay. I'm sure I'm sure if it's a Met story, I'll know it. Uh so in oh oh seven oh eight, um Ryan Church, uh Mets outfielder got a concussion in LA and for whatever reason, the Mets doctors thought it was okay for him to fly. And he flew with the team back to wherever they were going the next road trip. And he was basically done for the whole season because he flew back with the team concussions for the rest of the season. And it was just a mess, typical Met fashion. So I remember the horror of someone flying with a concussion and that brought up memory of Brian church. And I'm like, all right, it must be a good thing that he's flying back with the team. Cause obviously they would keep him there for precaution and just yeah. until he's ready to go. I'm, I'm glad to see that. Like I said, all the signs look good. I wouldn't be opposed to him sitting, right. but you know, like, and, and you know what, if I'm assuming you'll know, you know, by the, by the end of the first quarter, if he's right or not. Uh, first quarter, I think first drive, if you really well, look at it. I, I, I don't know if, like in the well, beginning, I would think that they might just go easy on him. So you enough. might not see yeah. it until he's got a scramble or, or he's got to go downfield and all of a sudden he just, he doesn't look quite right. right. But all right. See, put it this way. I, I, I have, I hope that he's okay because I do, right. I do think he's done a lot this year to show the fan base that he's right. the guy. He's a re- he's proven so much, and I I liked I was one of those people that weren't happy at draft night, um, but I I was like, all right, he's our guy, he's gonna be our guy for the next five six years, hopefully, and then whatever, hopefully, longer, and then for, uh, his rookie year, I got the okay, he's showing me enough. If sure. we can finally get him going he can do something. And a lot of people are like, what are you crazy? He doesn't have it. Like, I'm like, I've seen enough. The kid takes a beating. He finds ways to fit balls into the the closest windows. Good arm. Accurate. And he's, he is Eli Manning. He is that, that fourth Manning child. Like he's, you don't know if he's happy, sad, angry, (laughs) like, you you're just gonna get that like the other day against the um the Saints you saw that picture of him like flexing you never you haven't seen him do that which so, by the way put a smile on my face because I'm just like yeah Danny you're right. showing who you are right exactly and like and like I'm waiting to just like have him be our guy so I can just prove a lot of people wrong yeah. and like the whole offseason. Oh, they only had 11 touchdowns. That's good. I'm like, I know I can't defend it right now, but 
he's still our guy. So I thought he showed a lot in a short period. He came in right. and that Denver game was just an abomination. And I didn't right. quite realize yet. Like it took me a good two weeks to figure out that Garrett sucks. Like I never had a, I never had a lot of faith in Garrett, but that Denver game left me scratching my head. I'm like, is right. it, is it the play? What is it? Then that second game was against um, Washington was Washington. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, There's this is the first there. time we've seen him since with Shermer. Yeah, that that got me excited. And then, then week three against Atlanta, that was a dis- disaster. <laughs> yeah, I then, almost feel like Garrett Garrett goes on vacation every other week, and right. tomorrow he's going to come out guns blazing because it's right. like, okay, the Saints, I'm up. Hey guys, I'm going on vacation for Dallas. I'll be back. Hey guys, I'm back for the Rams game. Like, right. So before we before we get in, and then we didn't even talk about Kadarius Tony, and he he's just been that amoeba. You've been talking about it. We've been talking to it about it on the side. It's just like, what's the deal with this guy? Was it the COVID, uh, the post COVID situation? Was it the hamstring? He he's missing a shoe his first practice. He's acting weird towards media. He he's just. What's going on? There's no production. The week one against Denver, he has like two plays on the first drive, negative yards, and you're just like, all right, we, we got to find a way to use this guy. Like, we, we need to finally figure something out. Then yeah, we Garrett, finally did it against the Saints. They're like, okay, we might have something. Then yeah, last week. That's got Garrett. That's got yeah, Garrett. It has to be. And then last week, they used them basically. He, we didn't have much, obviously, but having 190 yards total yardage for your second real usage of games. It's really cool. It's really cool to see him play. You can tell he's starting to get used to it. And now more stories are coming out that he's a football head. And that makes me feel a lot better about this draft pick. I'm not sure about you as well, but we got to start feeding, keep on feeding him the ball, make, crazy plays up for him just like he's a gadget guy right now and like hopefully he can turn into our to uh hill from kansas city let's let's hope that he still keeps his head straight and then he could be him because obviously hill isn't the most straight and narrow guy and he's still being able to figure it out for the last couple years so it's it's an interesting take because um you know i I have no problem wearing my heart on my sleeve when When he was drafted, the only thing I said was, I'm going to give him a chance because I didn't want to like a a receiver out of Florida because it's been since Ike Hilliard, since we had a, (laughs) you know, a a great Florida. So I didn't like the pick, but I was completely open to giving him a chance. Like, like I was like, let him prove me wrong. And we had all these dominoes fall away about the shoe and the COVID and then the you know, the talk that he doesn't know the playbook. And I was like, oh, here we on. go again. <laughs> now, and then in his defense, when they put him out there week one on those two plays that went for negative yards, right. he didn't stand a chance because no. it was like he had a big red flag on him saying, <laughs> hey, Broncos, I'm getting the ball. <laughs> right, right, right. It so, was 100% and it was poorly detected. Like they should have just threw the ball down and just not. And they just gave him the ball and they're like, all right. It, this this play is gonna die regardless. So yep. here's the yeah. Ball. So I, I, again, not in his defense, but I, it just didn't seem like they 
They were setting what, him up to succeed. Not, not only that, it just felt even, even past that, it felt like they didn't know what they had. Right. Because he didn't practice a lot. Right. You know exactly. I mean? So I don't, and, and today with the CBA, they don't really practice. They don't right, really yeah. hit. So I don't think they knew what they had. And, and where Judge was right is September just was kind of like a little bit of an extension of preseason because, you know, they only had three preseason games instead of four. Right. Now, though, you, you, what you said about him being a gadget guy, I thought then – so that and I, I was mad at him because he wasn't producing. And then, you know, he was – he's, you know, he's – you know, he's odd. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he, he's, he's, yeah he's a different guy. He, he's yeah, a different he's a different cat. cat and he lives his own world in his own world. And that's cool. Um, right. There's a statement saying that guys get good when the game slows down. Right. Um, I thought this week he showed you more than being a gadget guy. Right. He was uh, absolutely running great routes. You know, listen, he looked like he had turf toe on that one play, how he bent his toe back and slided across. He showed some toughness. They and he, and his... he was making contestant sh- uh, catches, which they said that he would never do, which was obviously yeah. a great sign. Yeah, so I think it went from like me, me not liking him to liking him to not liking him <laughs> to now I'm like, you know, I almost feel bad because the Rams are just going to double him up. Like, I don't – you're not going to see 180 oh, yards from No, him, it's not I mean? happening. But it's going to be exciting the first time he does make – hopefully make a play on Sunday with the home crowd yep. after the last two weeks on the road and just getting us something to cheer about. I'm a big so, Sterling Shepard fan, so – Me too. I'm a big Shepard fan. I just too. think he's a guy – He's just Mr. I, Consistency when he's on yep. the field, and he's everything that what a giant should be. Like if there you show a definition of what a New York Giant football player is offensively, he would be up there with other guys. Hopefully we get to see him win games because he runs down the field. He plays hard. He makes he blocks. blocks. He blocks. He blocks all the time. And like he deserves whenever the Giants get good again, hopefully soon. And he's on the team. You know, I wanted to say this and, and, um, this is something, you know, that, you know, I hope you and your, your, your partner talk about, because I don't want this to die on the vine when I say this, because it was something I've always thought this, but I had no proof. And then Jabril Peppers said something in the media today. This is going to come back to Sterling Shepard is okay. Um, one of the coaches, maybe it was the safeties coach, or maybe it was someone said to Peppers, are you ready this week? Oh yeah. I saw that. Yeah. And Peppers says, I was ready last week. Right. So it made me, it reminded me like, cause everyone's like, yeah, Shepard's always hurt. I wonder how overprotective the medical staff is because if this is 1986, 2007, 2011, Shepard probably plays. Right. I just think in, in 2019, 20, 21, Players aren't allowed to, they don't let players play hurt anymore with, you know, with certain injuries. Like I'm pretty sure that's probably Shepard could have went last week, just like Peppers could have went last week. I think that the medical staff is not allowing that to happen anymore because there's no more painkillers. There's no more shots, or at least we think there's no more shots. (laughs) Yeah. So exactly. So, so I think a guy like Shepard, he moves the chains and he's got really great rapport with Jones 
I know they're going to have to figure out to restructure him next year because he's a $10 million guy. Right. I mean, he was on his way to his first thousand yards and he, he can still do it. Um, I just think he deserves to be in New York. Letting him walk, I just – No, he means right. – he really means too much to this team. Deep down, you can tell. And it's so funny watching him grow up from being young Shep to being the oldest yeah. player yep. on the team, the longest tenured t- player on the team, I should say. So before we wrap it up, thank you again for coming on. No problem. What, and I got what, a couple minutes if you want to – if you have a couple things you wanted to talk okay. about because I, 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 I went on long-winded. Okay, no problem. Um, so with with the game on Sunday, we're obviously both gonna be there on Sunday. Like, what are you quickly? What are you excited to see? Like, they're they're obviously with all the expectations of it being a crappy game, most likely on our side. Obviously, there's the tenth uh, anniversary of Super Bowl forty six. Crazy! I can't believe it's been ten years. That was my. I just graduated college. That that team, like. <laughs> Like, that's how crazy, like, I can't believe it's been over 10 years with that team because most of the players were my age that year. Yep. So it was like, those were my guys kind of. So um, what, what do you, what are you excited? What are you excited about for this game before we wrap it up? Yeah, for no for our right, Giants I'm, aspect of things. I'm right, yeah, I'm writing this down because I wanted to make sure I got it right. As we started the show, I told you I'm taking it day by day, right? Right. I've gotten to this point that, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, potentially five things. And it's really simple. Ojolari, Thomas, yep. Jones, and Tony. And then the out, and then the, the wild card is uh is Smith, uh Elder um Elder uh, Elder Elden Elden Smith. Am I saying um, that right? Ellison Smith. Ellison Smith. So I know he's he's, he's back from IR. Not yet, but he's due to come back. Okay. Okay. I don't know when they're gonna activate him, but okay. Because the team is not great, I'm trying to hang my hat on something fun, something right. exciting. And I'm, right now, yeah. if Jones is healthy and Tony's exciting and Thomas comes back and he gives him time, you know you're going to have a Thomas-Jones-Tony uh, connection. Right. And I think they should give more snaps to Ojolari because he's, he's been fun. Right. So, no, yeah. He's been one of the few bright spots on the edge. He's not perfect yet. But for the few moments of him making big plays, it's been like you can tell he has it. From my section, I'm I'm 324, so I have the all 22 film. Yep. And the Falcons game, I don't know if it was because of uh, Matt Ryan being so slow, which it possibly could. But <laughs> just how fast he got off the edge, I'm like, this guy has it. If he just get learns and he sticks with it, he can he can be a menace for us for the next couple of years. So. Ojolari, um, he's a little bit light, right? And he hasn't perfected a lot of. I mean, he bends really well at the waist. Mm-hmm. From a technical standpoint, he's at full speed in two steps, and for a bigger, big guy, he bends really well at the waist, and he still manages to have good hand play. So, you know, with a guy like Ojolari, he's got a little bit of OCU manure in him. And, you know, because they're because OC used to be able to bend real well and have good hand play. Ojolari's a guy next year, like it sky's the limit because he needs a full off season right. to train weight wise. He needs to put on 10 pounds. He needs to learn an additional move. But Ojolari, there's nothing there's nothing holding him back from being a potential Pro Bowl player, you know, in the next two to three years. Um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to just maybe 
again, like the defense has let me down. So right, I'm just yeah. hoping that like, you know what? I'm hoping it's a, I'm hoping it's a 34, you know, 40 game. Like I let them gunsling it out for all right. I care. Just, I'd like to have some fun right. and just, you know, the, 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 the I want them to the surprise time. us. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go into it. Cause it, obviously right now, as of Thursday, we're recording on Thursday. It's just like, all right, we just got to keep on watching these guys play. And and I know right now it's, it's a sucky feeling of watching them not knowing how to win. Like the yep. Saints game was the example of like, wow, they finally did it. Like, like let's, let's keep this good vibes going. Like I know yeah. this schedule is murderers row. We know it. Like, it's going to be crazy. We're having two Monday night football games in Kansas city and in Tampa Bay. <laughs> that's like, all right, yeah, we know that like, those two games are going to be rough. So that's getting punished by the football guys. Like, yeah, it's just it, like, it, it's cruel, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching those guys. And as, as anyone will tell you, I am a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, not in a fanboy way, but I just feel Caden Smith needs an opportunity I I, I've been, I I hashtagged it as a joke every game last last year. It was hashtag throw K Smith the ball. I didn't do it this year, but I just still feel the same way because agree, the receivers are so dynamic. You know, Galladay, Shepard, Ross, Tony. Because we have so many dynamic wide receivers, having an old school traditional tight end is fine. I right. don't I don't need a blazing you know vertical tight end. I'm right. cool with a big target who can block and hit, right. who can get me eight to nine yards on a rollout. That's why I'm cool with it. That's why I thought the the Rudolph signing was weird. And I and I like Rudolph. I I watched him since Notre Dame, so I've always liked Rudolph. So that's why it was just weird that they signed Rudolph in the first place. Could not. Well, we can get into that that's another a, time. You know what? You know what, Dan? That's a, that's something, and it's almost like a like that's like for a whole co- topic for another day. Because no, no, we're yeah, we're not. Getting... But but you're but you're but you're right on though. You're right on. Let's don't don't put your your theory aside though, because we're ne- like you said uh, earlier that we're never going to know about that play with Jones and Naked Bootleg because we're never really going to know because there is so much. I said to my guys um the the Giants guys that my personal feeling was is that the Giants were going to draft Pat Fryermuth out of Penn State okay yeah. and they signed Rudolph to be the mentor to to Fryermuth and then one way to trade at Ingram they they yeah the way the trade went down they didn't they they could have drafted him with with you know but they didn't they passed on him with one he wasn't there in two round two and then you know, I think they couldn't find a taker for, for, for Ingram. That's kind of conspiracy, but like, there's no way they went into this season saying, yeah, we're going to carry three tight ends. And one of them's going to have a Liz Frank injury. Well, if you you remember it was four, cause, um, Totolo. Totolo as well. So it was just one of those weird situations. Hopefully I'm with you on, I'm on the Caden Smith bandwagon with you. I, he showed us in 2019, those three games you mentioned it the the Green Bay you didn't you forgot the Green Bay game it was oh, the Green Bay game yes it was the Green Bay game where Miami. like we were getting smoked in the snow 
It was the Green Bay game, the Dolphins game. I, I don't think he did too much, but he did enough for us to get excited. I think I still think he had like like forty yards and, and yeah, and, he did know. enough for a tight end. And then yeah. and then the famous Redskins, Washington. Well, Washington football team game. Um, so I'm with you on that. So before we wrap up, hey, first plug plug uh, nygiantsrush.com. <laughs> And uh, Giants guys, and give us a quick spiel on on both and what what's coming up for you guys the upcoming weeks. And and I and if you want to talk about it, I heard a little birdie. You did post it on Twitter that your tailgate might be with Brandon London finally this weekend. They're finally showing it. Sure, uh, thanks. I appreciate. It. So okay, nygiantsrush.com. Uh, We've got you know there's new content up there every day. Everybody writes a feature. We got. Coach's Corner, Pilgrim's Point. We got the film room. Um, I just brought on Spartan Mike. Spartan Mike's going to do fantasy and gambling. Um, you know, we've got, you know, Mikey Fresh does the Java with Jones. He breaks down Jones every single, you know, Sunday night. So there's always always content. There's the, everything that you want to find that we do, and it's all originals, always on NY Giants Rush. I mean, from, from photos and galleries to the podcasts in there. The Giants Guys podcast while what we're different at is we consider ourselves the guys at the corner bar you hang out with. Right. You know? And that's why I like you guys, because I, I, I consider myself that as well. That just us BSing the whole time and we might get some stuff wrong, but we're, we're, our opinions are valid and we're able to agree or disagree on certain points. Yeah, and stuff. We, that's why we I like try you to guys keep, well. we, we try to keep this, the, the over statistical stuff, you know, analysis down, right. you know, we, 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 don't get me wrong. If we talk about stats, we'll probably look them up and we're probably, right. you know, <laughs> confident in it. But, but what we've separated ourselves is we're the spot for the interview. Right. We are known, you know, uh, for the interview. We've interviewed from Chase Blackburn to Kevin Boss, uh, Kevin Booth, Richard, Rich Soybert, Dominic Hickson. All heavy uh, hitters from my yeah, era. We, we try to really bring in guys that have good stories and then listen, and we're not afraid to do what you and I are doing right now. We brought in Madeline Burke. Uh, yeah, that was a very good in, interview. I, great I, interview. She was awesome. She yeah. shamed us all for you. For oh being yeah. The anger. yeah. It was awesome. She shamed you know, me as well watching it. I was like, Oh, okay. We get it. You know, we get it. Yeah. And then like, you know, Paul Dettino and, and, and Brandon London and we love, you know, uh, uh, Ross Salzburg and like, We'll, we we try to bring in guys that want to have fun. We don't ask a lot of hard questions. Right. And and we're graduating a little bit because we got Dan Orlovsky coming in. Dan right. Yeah, that's on. huge. Eli Eli did a great job of getting him in. Yep. And then and then believe it or not, we're gonna have Nate Burleson on too. Oh yeah, that's right. I, Eli you man know? pulling his weight so early. Good for him on that. Yeah. Those so two, Eli, man. uh, you know, I am you know vibes. He's he's been crushing it, and that's good because it's hard for me to get, right. you know, a, a lot of these guys by myself. Um, even Alex Bachman was great. You know, I, we were really pulling for him to make it, but right. um, so that's what's coming up is more interviews. We do live. You know, we uh, we were. Did um, Alex get picked up anyone by anybody? He he hasn't yet. He he gave me okay. a couple teams. Listen, you know, give a shout out to Alex Bachman. You know, he's he's grinding hard. I think he's got some teams. Like I think he's said. Uh, Buffalo, Minnesota. He had a handful okay. of teams. He's still trying to get him. there, get on. But listen, you know he's he's a hard worker, right. and and you know if his his story alone was amazing. Coming okay. like from yeah, I mean his roommate was the Bachelor. 
<laughs> and his roommate left New York to go film The Bachelor and was like, Alex, you can have my place. And he was like, oh, okay. So he gets to New York and he doesn't have a car. So yeah, he takes like whoops. a bus and a subway to Giant Stadium every day and he gets there early. So he's never, you know, late. Right. So he's the first one in the building. No. First one in the building at 530 is Eli Manning and, and Daniel Jones. So he eats breakfast every day for an entire season with wow. Daniel Jones and, and Eli. Hey, Manning. That's how you're going to make it. And, uh, and uh, St- sales was the same way. Similar story too. like getting there, becoming I, whenever Daniel needed, whenever yep. Daniel needed someone to throw, he was there. You yep. see him at Nick games. You see him at, and you saw them all over the place. So hopefully those guys find a way to stick. If it's not with the Giants, honestly, just making it to the NFL on any team is awesome, especially when you're fighting to just stick around. So yeah, that's so awesome. That's what's going on, you know, with the Giants guys just banging out interviews. You know, um, uh, you know, uh, content every single week. Podcasts are either on the YouTube channel, the Giants guys, or it's on the website. You know, um, we actually started doing audio like we're doing now. Now right. we're available on Google, Apple, Spotify, you know, Breaker. We're on all those podcast platforms. So, you know, we're trying to entertain the best we can. No, you guys are doing a great job. I hope you guys keep it up. All right. This is Blues Views. I see you guys next week. Go Giants. Peace. Go Big Blue.